Hello, and welcome to Remember the Film, the podcast where we are hanging on for dear life from a moving bus with an umbrella. So, <laughs> just like the movie. Yeah. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm Hugo, and joining me this week, as usual, is my co-host Josh Bradley, who is very well known for his incredible martial arts and stunt work skills. That's true. Right. I am. I'm world renowned for my stunt work skills. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for acknowledging that. I appreciate that. He, you know, he's he's Tom Cruise's stuntman, actually, uh, for the things that Tom Cruise <laughs> whenever, is willing to whenever do. Whenever he lets me, yeah, which is not very yeah, often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have a very cushy very job because he doesn't let me do much. Yeah. But good work. If you can but get every it. time you do work, yeah. you risk your life. So. Yes. I break um, my ankle a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, Grizz, our uh, other co-host. It co-host isn't joining us this week because um, he can make the recording. Because he's really mad um, at us. Because he's really mad at us because yeah. we picked a movie that he didn't like. Guess, <laughs> no. Um, no, he actually enjoyed this. Well, yeah. we'll hear from him later. Um, uh, we'll have a small recording of him and his thoughts. Uh, I think right before the ranking of the movie, I think would be so. A stay good spot, tuned. I guess. Yes, yeah, that yes, sounds so good. Stay tuned for some. Keep grits. the keep the people give the people a reason to keep listening is to get Chris's take. Yeah, absolutely. The film we're talking about this week is Jackie Chan's 1985 action comedy Police Story, um, which we'll get into. But before we get into that, as usual, uh, let's talk about what we've been watching recently. Uh, I've been watching a few recent things, so I think I'll go first and then yeah, I'll go for it. leave the word to you. Um, yeah. So I'm watching um, Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, which is a show that I've been enjoying quite a lot. Uh, I, I do think... I think these these Disney Plus shows have an issue with production value where it's just not quite as good as you would want it to be. And and I feel like the story that they're telling with Obi-Wan is is a pretty cool story, mm-hmm. um, which would have been better served in a film. Like, I think doing, doing an actual theatrical release with a production value of a Star Wars film would have been a very cool way to bring these characters back. But I've kind of heard that, than that, yeah. I've kind of yeah, heard, other I, I, than I'm that, so, um, enjoying it though. I've yeah. tried. I've tried to watch a couple of times, and like, I think mm. I did watch the first like ten minutes. But two other times, I tried to put it on, like my Disney Plus didn't load. So I'm just like, all right, <laughs> I didn't put in a ton of effort <laughs> to watch it, but I did. Try, I did try, <laughs> and then stopped at the first roadblock. But um, Jeez. I have you know, my whole Twitter timeline's talking about it. And I think I've seen that mm. take a, a decent amount. Where um, this would be a lot cooler as a movie. They're kind of oh, they're yeah. kind of extending this out, kind of maybe. Um, have, um, there been, have there been four episodes? Five episodes? There have been four episodes four. out, and okay. there's two more to go. Mm. And, like, I think the runtime overall will be something around four and a half hours, five hours. Because the episodes are not, like, an hour long. So mm-hmm. I feel like you could have made a film and just kind of condensed a little bit of that story. Um, which I think is a cool story, though. And and I am enjoying it. Um, I think the production value is the only thing that I would... Uh, mm talk about with it but like i feel like if they do nail the last two episodes it could be a really solid like star wars show so far i've enjoyed it quite a lot which for example the book of boba fett i did not enjoy mm-hmm. uh, mandalorian i did but like i think they're a little up and down sometimes and, and this one i'm i'm into although i mean do without what you will but revenge of the sis was the first was the first star wars movie i ever saw in theaters so just just having obi-wan on screen like that with with ewan mcgregor it been- does you know hit me in a way it's been pretty remarkable seeing the uh the Ewan mcgregor's uh considering how like hated the prequels were at some point people really mm-hmm. really like Ewan mcgregor's obi-wan oh yeah and so like yeah. it's pretty remarkable that he's managed to kind of turn that franchise around and ter- at least in terms of you know 
the Obi-Wan overall. Yeah, so good for him. And it's good like, show. there's also something to be said about people seeing the prequels when they were like, I don't know, I was 11 years old, I think, when I saw Revenge of the Sith in theaters. And like, to me, even even having Hayden Christensen back is cool. And, and I feel like that there's, I feel like with Star Wars, it kind of always is that way where, where 20 years on, all the criticisms turns into like love yeah. for the stuff. Like when even Empire Strikes Back, which is almost universally considered the best Star Wars movie, when it came out, there was a lot of criticism about it. Sure. And yeah. people were angry. And then, you know, it's just kind of. Well, also, you, you have different things to compare it to now. Like when the, when the prequels yeah. came out, you had only the original trilogy as a point of comparison. And now you have mm-hmm. a lot, whether it be the sequel trilogy, which I personally like, but a lot of people don't. Yeah. And now you have three TV shows to compare it to. So, like, yeah. the. You know, the bar is moving constantly. So it that's is. why yeah. everything's being reassessed constantly. It makes sense. But I've had I've been having a good time with this. So now let's get into things that I have not been having as much of a good time. All right, let's do it. <laughs> so I did it the other day. Uh, I took my 14-year-old brother to see Jurassic World Dominion, the conclusion to the Jurassic Park series. Uh, it's not oh, a conclusion. The, but, the Jurassic yeah. era is what they called it. So yeah. I'm sure there's going to be like a Cretaceous Park yes. series coming Whatever. up soon, I'm they'll, sure. Yeah. Or at least they, they'll do they Jurassic. Hope so. Yeah, They'll do Jurassic Universe or Jurassic yeah. Galaxy or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, I did not like this movie at all. Um, mm. On the same day, I watched Jurassic Park 3, mm-hmm. which is also not a good movie, but like the way that Jurassic World... Three is kind of dumb and stupid. It's still kind of fun. Like there's something about like it's stupid, but in a way that is at least a little bit entertaining. You're talking about Dominion Jurassic Park Three? Jurassic Park Three. Okay. Yes. Well and it also it also has the courtesy of only being ninety minutes long. It that's is nice. ninety minutes long. Yes. It so if you're gonna make nice. a movie that's kinda of silly and dumb, at least make it short. And yeah. so, you know, it's got that going for it. Yes. Dominion is two and a half hours long. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's uh, it's a movie. It's uh, barely about dinosaurs. First, more off. about bugs, right? I haven't seen it, but that's what it I is heard. more about. It is very much more about big locusts than it is about dinosaurs. And uh, I don't know. I feel like these Jurassic World movies. I I thought the first one was fine. I really did not like Fallen Kingdom, but at least Fallen Kingdom was like ended in a way. Oh, the next thing we're gonna get is finally delivering on the premise of what if dinosaurs were just in the wild in the real world and yeah. this movie dominion does not do anything with that it's basically a, like a weird spy movie and then it turns into like a car chase movie and like there's 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 shootouts and and the whole last hour is basically a rehash of of things you've seen in in other jurassic park films and it all like everything happens. Most of the plot points happen because of coincidence. Mm, like that. characters will just run into each other and be like, "Oh, I knew your dad," and, and it's like, <laughs> okay. And there's a whole cloning thing that is so dumb. And 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 the returning cast is, I think, the most egregious thing. Where they just take these characters that the, the thing the, the cool thing for me about Jurassic Park is yes they're PhDs they're paleontologists or whatever but they're just regular people in a very extraordinary situation and in this one they bring them back as if I don't know they're, they're the ones that are gonna yeah. solve like no yeah. they're not even superheroes necessarily but like you have to take down this evil corporation and go do spy stuff against them and 
the best you got is two 60 year old PhDs. And it's like, <laughs> whatever. Like, I get it. It's kind of cool to see Laura Dern and Jeff Goldrum and, and, and Ian Malcolm. No, wait, what's his name? Alan uh, Sam Neill. Uh, Sam, Sam Neill. Yeah, yeah, together. But it's like, they don't do anything with them. We get a few cool Goldblum scenes. But other than that, it's like, Chris Pratt is just there. He's not yeah. even entertaining in, like in the in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. He's just it's it's wild how guy. It's, it's it's wild how yeah. charismaless he is in that in that role as Owen Greedy. In all three yeah. or at least the, the two of them that I've seen, it's it's wild how unlikable yeah. or not not unlikable, just boring. He's just boring. He's boring. He's yeah. just there. He's just delivering lines and being action guy and and doing the hand thing, which they do constantly in this movie, <laughs> and it makes no sense. Like there's no, yeah. there's, no it no. makes like because yeah, it's it's so, dire. I, I you found say, it very dire. Did you say you saw it with your fourteen year old brother? Is that who you saw it with? Yes. What do you think? And of it? he also he was like, well, he was like, oh, this scene was cool, and he mentioned the few scenes where it was actually mm-hmm. like just a dinosaur doing something. Yeah, which is what. You know, it's what you go to these movies for, and I get that argument. You know, there's a lot of a lot of the discourse online has been, well, but it's fun. You can't expect it to be that good, and I'm like, I get it, but it's not fun. It's not doing <laughs> yeah. cool dinosaur stuff. It's, right. It's most of the movies about locusts and yes. like um, corporate espionage, and it's like, what are we doing here? I don't. Yeah. I don't get. It. Well, if the if the 14 year old is not on board, that's that's a problem. Yeah. I'm sure this movie's going to make a ton of money. I'm sure oh, yeah. it's you know going to be a huge hit, but like that's it apparently is projected to make 140 something million at the opening weekend domestic. Well, great. Uh, I was so. actually I was going to go see it this weekend, and then I thought, well, I'm going to vote with my dollar and not yeah. give them my money opening weekend, <laughs> just because this yeah. kind of movie. I you know I don't know. Um, it's whatever. I, I kind of like I, well, re- yeah, real quick. I, I kind of like Jurassic Park three just because that came out when I was yeah. like 11 or 12. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I was I was the right age for it and I watched it a good amount, but like it is really dumb. But I would mm-hmm. I would take Jurassic Park 3 over most of what I've seen from the Jurassic World franchise, I think. Mm, yeah. Um, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Again, also, at least it's short. However, I did I did watch uh the night after like I think two nights after I watched the movie R R R, which is with my accent mm. doesn't sound like anything. R R R to the American listeners, um, yes. Yeah, which just That's came funny. out on uh, Netflix. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just came out on Netflix um, a few weeks ago in Italy, and it's great. It's crazy. One of it, it's uh, this phrase has been going around where it's maximalist filmmaking, and mm-hmm. it really is. Like it's it's the biggest musical and the biggest action movie, and it's like the, these superhuman muscular hunks just doing cool stuff on screen, and and. And when they when they're sad, they're the saddest that they've ever been, and they're just crying and screaming. It's it's great. I had a great time. It's three hours long, yeah, but I enjoyed them a lot. And also, um, Indian movies have intermissions, mm. and there's a very clear break in the movie. In, in the version that is on Netflix, is the Hindi version, not the Telugu language version, which is the original one, but. Um, there's a very clear moment at exactly 90 minutes where the movie kind of stops and resets. So you can watch it in two chunks very mm. easily. It, fe- it almost feels like part one and part two. Yeah. Um, I had a great time. This movie is awesome. And Maybe I, and I, I hope people do see that. Because I've been, I've been, I've been meaning yeah. to see it too. Like it actually had a brief theatrical run here in LA and I meant to see yeah. it in theaters and I didn't. 
And now it's been mm-hmm. on Netflix for a few weeks in the United States as well. So I've been just like, I just haven't found three hours to set aside for mm-hmm. it. But like, I could do an hour and a half and an hour and a half pretty easily, I think. So maybe, I'll, can, maybe I'll give that a shot. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a very it's, clear moment mm-hmm. where the movie stops and restarts. And I haven't heard, absolutely watched in two chunks. I have not heard any uh, anyone say anything bad about this movie. I've just heard no, basically what you said, which is it's so much fun. Yeah. It's so much. Uh, it's so much. And uh, it's, yeah, yeah, it's it's really good. So I'll I'll check that out soon. I think it's one of those movies where you know it they go for it, and it's like mm-hmm. some scenes the CGI isn't quite there to do the huge thing that they're doing, and it doesn't matter because yeah. like it's so earnest and they're mm-hmm. just going for it so much that you don't even like it doesn't whatever it's it's not perfect but it, it yeah. i i loved it it was like it felt like a very big like palate cleanser mm-hmm. after seeing dominion and it felt shorter than dominion so <laughs> that's uh yeah that's telling yeah what have you been watching josh well let's see rewinding clock rewind the clock back a couple weeks i watched a uh, field of dreams with my wife uh this was in the wake of um ray liotta's untimely passing uh mm. yeah untimely passing so um Field of Dreams is something that Katie's, uh, it's a, a movie she's really liked since she was a kid, and I've, I've never seen it wildly, even though I'm a, I'm a big baseball guy. I've actually got a, as much as I love baseball, I kind of have a blind spot for baseball movies, and so she was like aghast by that, so she's been trying to get me to see Field of Dreams for a while, and so um, uh, so yeah, we just put it on after uh, Ray Liotta's passing, and uh, it's great. It's Field of Dreams, you know, what do you want? Mm. Uh I don't know how you, as a European person, feel about Field, Field of Dreams because it's both I've not very seen it, well. It's very American because of the baseball angle, but it's also very Midwest. Yeah. You know, right. is this heaven? No, it's Iowa. That's the famous. Uh, <laughs> that's the famous phrase that's said twice. Um, it's good though. Uh, Field of Dreams, good movie. Um, then uh, a couple weekends ago in the U.S., we had Memorial Day weekend, which is you know like a three-day weekend. We have start of summer, basically kicks off summer. So we had a couple friends over. Uh, you know grilled some meat, had some drinks, and we were all just kind of sitting around. We'd, we'd, we'd been hanging out for a while. We'd been in the hot sun. We'd been, you know, drinking a little bit, and so we were all a little tired, and I just, like, sat down and just put on When Harry Met Sally on Netflix or mm. on HBO or something, only intending to watch, like, a few minutes, and then all four of us sat down and just, like, watched the entire thing because, like, once you put on When Harry Met Sally, you're not going to turn it off. Uh, it's, it, just a, it's so delightful, isn't it's it? It's just a, a perfect movie, and, like, it was just a, a really nice way to end our, our long day. Um Five out of five. No, no notes. Perfect movie. Um, I saw Top Gun Maverick again because I took my wife to go see it in the theaters. Um, Hell yeah. It still slaps. It's still the best movie I've seen in a long time in theaters. And uh, Katie loved it. And we have very different yeah. tastes. And so, like, I, I knew that Top Gun was going to work on me. and mm-hmm. uh, But it really worked on her, too. So that's how you now that's know great. it's good. She was she was squeezing my hand during some of the tense parts. Uh, the, the celebrations at the end really got to her. So just... Uh, it, it works. It works across uh, across the demographic. It's so good. It is so so good. I mean, I've gushed about it enough on this podcast, but Top Gun Maverick, man, what a film. Um, elsewhere, um, I'm doing a thing with uh, a couple friends, including a friend of the show, TJ Keeley, where we're uh, choosing different years and like watching the Best Picture nominees from that year and then talking about mm-hmm. them. So uh, a few weeks ago, I mentioned that I watched Barry Lyndon. So in the last couple weeks, I watched Dog Day Afternoon and Jaws. These are movies nominated for Best Picture in 1975. Um, 1975 is arguably the best year ever for Best Picture nominees, uh, where you Mm. had Jaws, Barry Lyndon, Dog Day Afternoon, Nashville, and One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. Just five bangers. How how does that work, though? Because Jaws... Isn't Dog... I thought Dog Day Afternoon was 1974, 
movie release. But I might uh, it was seventy five because Pacino, 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 and John Cazale had Godfather Part Two in seventy four, Dog Day Afternoon in seventy five, and um, it was funny when we were talking about it. When we were talking about it, I re- we learned that. Uh, Doctor Afternoon was the fourth highest grossing movie of 1975, which I thought was very surprising. Mm. And then I realized, oh, it's, you know, Michael and Fredo robbing a bank. That's like the pitch. Yeah. I'm sure everyone flocked to the theater <laughs> to see that. So that's that's an easy pitch. Doctor Afternoon is awesome, by the way. If you haven't seen it, it is really have, good. Yeah. And it's it really great. holds up. Um, and John Cazale. What, what a yes, career. Yes. Uh, Incredible. Speaking of untimely passing. Yeah, man. What a yeah. what a guy. Uh, and so along the same lines, I also watched Jaws uh, yesterday. And again, if you haven't seen Jaws, holy shit, <laughs> that movie also yeah. holds up. Uh, I'm not breaking any new ground. Um, also, in the wake of uh, uh, Ray Leo's passing, I watched Copland from 1997, James Mangold's movie. Um, it was really good. Like, I really liked it. I, I mean, I was on a plane, so I was kind of like, confi- you know, so take that with a grain of salt. You kind of feel differently about movies you watch on planes because you're confined and can't look at your phone but i really liked it um came out in 97 it's like sly stallone and and uh, ray liotta and bob de niro and harvey keitel and <laughs> robert patrick and michael rapaport just stood I, I didn't know anything about it or who was in it so like every time someone walked on screen i'm like oh my god it's michael rapaport oh my it's god it's yeah. <laughs> kathy moriarty holy crap um it was really good though yeah i like the movie um and then I watched, uh, in, in anticipation for Jurassic World Dominion, I finally watched Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom because I had been avoiding it for four years, I guess. Finally. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'd heard that it was, like, terrible, and I was kind of ready to watch it and come in with a hot take of, like, it's actually not that bad, guys. Um, mm. But but it's it's pretty bad. Uh, it's, it's not good. <laughs> it's it's um, pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah, like, I wanted to like it. I, I, I like being the guy who, like, explains, no, this is good, actually. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I can't be that guy uh, in the case of... Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom because it's not it's bad actually uh, I gotta say um, yeah what's funny is uh, so I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about Dominion because you know I, I listen to a lot of movie podcasts so it comes up and stuff and my my feeling on Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom which appears to be a lot of per- people's feelings is that it's two movies kind of scrunched into one the island movie and then the house movie basically and mm-hmm. they don't quite coalesce and then Jurassic World Dominion I think takes that and makes it it extrapolates that problem where it's like four movies in one. You kind of alluded to that where you said it was like a spy movie, a car chase movie, a bug movie, blah, blah, blah. blah. So, yeah, um, it's, yeah, they're just doing more and making bigger mistakes. Yeah. Like I saw, uh, also, you know, did you notice how at the end of Fallen Kingdom, maybe like, I don't know, 15 dinosaurs escape into the wild? <laughs> at least. Yeah. Which yeah. is actually some, of the, and that's, that's some of the coolest parts of the movie is like those final, like that final little montage of like seeing a T-Rex. Yeah roar at a lion and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. that was cool um other than it that, is though, cool. not a ton to recommend about Fallen i Kingdom. wish that was um what what dominion was because i i i think going in everyone expected this movie to be exactly that and it's not it's like in fact it has montages of that mm. again which is just like oh what a missed opportunity. It's I feel like the movie kind of writes itself. You don't have to make something great, but just do deliver on that premise and it'll be at least enjoyable. And, and they just don't. They just squander it. Yep. But yeah. That's what I got. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's get into our film to remember for this week, which, let's as I said before, it. was Police Story. Uh, the film, the action, uh, action comedy film directed, co-written and starring... Jackie Chan as Detective Chan Kakui. Um, uh, the film was 
released in 1985. It was a big financial success in Hong Kong. It made an estimated like 20 million, 19 million worldwide, which uh, doesn't seem like a huge amount, but Hong Kong movies, especially in the 80s and 90s, were made for very cheap. So that's a big success at the time. And it was also like one of the highest grossing movies in like different Asian territories. It was like the highest grossing in Taiwan and Hong Kong. It was the highest grossing in Taiwan. Among the highest highest grossing in Hong Kong. It was top 10 in Japan that year. So Mm -hmm. it, it was a kind of a big breakout film. I mean, Jackie Chan was famous in Hong Kong specifically already, but... You know, Project A in 83, I believe, and, and this one in 85 were the two kind of breakouts that made him a big star, especially in, in, in Asia. Um, it's generally considered to be one of, if not the best Jackie Chan action film. Interestingly, he considers it his best in terms of, of just being the best at action films. Um, so what the he other said in his autobiography, is, yeah. He said in his autobiography, but sometimes another one that is mentioned is is Drunken Master 2 or The Legend of the Drunken Master um, as his best like kung fu, purely kung fu film. It's kind of different though, because this one, there's there's two lines in Hong Kong cinema where one is like cop action movies and then the other line is, is, is martial arts, more like uh, set into a more ancient time type movie. And, and as, an, as a martial arts film, Drunken Master is very much purely about martial arts but mm. i think i i, I kind of like this one more uh, overall um but i mean obviously it's well regarded for its crazy fight scenes for the insane stunts that that are choreographed designed and and performed by jackie chan and his stunt team uh, he always like the he basically has like a warehouse uh, there's there's a documentary it's called jackie chan my stunts mm. and he basically has this warehouse where him and his team uh who he has like sort of um how do you say that he, he does he like interviews stuntmen to decide whether they're going to be part of his team or not and if uh. they do they go to this warehouse and in this warehouse they have all these props and stuff where they design all the action sequences for the movie and this movie is one of the first ones where he basically him and his team designed the action sequences and then wrote a screenplay around mm. those i, uh, I read that which, yeah yeah, which I think is a is something you can notice because like it, it feels like the movie specifically builds to different set pieces. Um, yeah. Uh, it, what else? What else? What else? It won the best film at the 1986 Hong Kong Film Awards, so it was well regarded as, as a film in general so at the time. I, I saw that. I, I'm not familiar with the Hong Kong Film Awards, but I did see that yeah. it, it won two awards. It won best picture and it won best action choreography. Yeah, and that's it. Which is I think yeah telling that makes the fact sense. that like yeah it absolutely makes sense and also is very uh <laughs> that's a ringing endorsement of the action of the fact that it won action oh, and, yeah. best, and best picture that's 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 something yeah it hong kong is an interesting um i don't know if you've seen many hong kong movies but it, it's not it's an interesting especially 80s and 90s hong kong there's there's a lot of cool stuff there's movies the, the early movies of Wong Kar Wai are an example of Films that feel nothing like Jackie Chan films, but also the early movies of John Woo uh, mm-hmm. that he made in Hong Kong feel nothing like Jackie Chan films. But they all have some commonalities that are kind of in the look and the feel and the grittiness kind of of the films. And I think that they're a great era of movies. that I've seen a few of them and I've really, really been enjoying a lot of them. Um, I think I'm going to pick some more actually for the yeah, podcast later please on. please do. Yeah. Um, Anyway, the movie was, in 2016, uh, there was a timeout poll of critics, directors, actors, and stunt performers. And this movie, Police Story, was voted as the fourth best action film of all time. 
uh, on that poll. And I asked you, Josh, if you could guess mm-hmm. like the top three or some movies uh, in the top ten. For best and actually, you wrote down some guests. Yeah. Yeah. So, so give me some guesses. Ca- caveat I did this at like 2 a.m. last night. So I was okay, not okay. like, you, you know. You can throw out some other ideas now. Sure. I have the list. Uh, yeah. yeah. So when you said, what do you think were voted for the best action movies of all time? Um, I thought mm-hmm. about Mad Max Fury Road, especially because this right. list came out in 2016 and Mad Max came out in 2015. And that was hailed immediately upon arrival as one of the best action movies ever. So I guessed Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, I had to guess The Matrix. That's got to be, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's top three, but it's got to be up there. Uh, I guessed The Raid, um, which is not mm-hmm. a movie I've seen, but we've we've talked about just because it's got quite the reputation. Uh, I put It Man, which was a martial arts movie that I watched in a film class in college. I'm also going to throw out Ong Bak, which was another martial arts Ong movie Bak. that we watched in that same film class. Um, Terminator 2 is usually mm-hmm. among the best action movies. It's one of my favorite action movies. And um, I also put in Die Hard, which is not a movie okay. that I particularly have seen a lot or love that much, but I know that a lot of people do, and it is beloved. So, Okay, so the, it's interesting. This list is kind of wild. Uh, okay. I don't know exactly <laughs> what criteria they were picking, because I think you, your guesses are the same guesses kind of that i would have had um, well yeah because like was... it, it, it says action movies does that mean like yeah hand-to-hand choreography hand-to-hand fight choreography no. big blow up stunts that kind of thing like what are we yeah. talking here like terminator 2 is a lot different kind of action movie than like ong bak or it man you know it's so like completely different yeah i wasn't try. i wasn't sure which direction to go so i kind of just threw everything mm-hmm. at the wall yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, th- th- those are some similar guesses that i would have had but the top three are actually <laughs> aliens the sequel okay. to alien is well, number I, one of all time action movie. I mean, I did Great say Terminator pick. Two, so I was close. Yeah, I was, you did say Terminator yeah. Two. I was um, a James Cameron sequel off. Yes, close-ish. Yeah. yeah. Number two is Akira Kurosawa's Seven Samurai, which okay, okay, which is a great film. I love that film. Excellent movie. But is it like it's it? There's an action sequence at the end. There's a big action. Well, it's like set an hour long end, action sec. It is an hour long yeah. action set piece, but it's like, is it the it's the best film. Is it one of the best films that features action? Sure, but is it, I would. I don't know if I would even consider it an action film in historical context. Like it is, yes, but yeah. I mean, in the you know what I mean? Of, yeah, but in the context of it being released in 1954, absolutely, sure. sure. You know, it absolutely. was. Um, yeah, it kind of bridges like uh, Buster Keaton in modern action. I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's that's yeah. that's that's cited pretty often as one of the best action movies ever. So I guess that that kind of makes sense. Yeah. But it's, it's, it it's kind of telling. It's kind of telling what kind of list this is when number one and number two are aliens in Seven yeah. Samurai. So now yeah. I, I have They're no going, idea where number three is going to go. <laughs> they are going for. I think on the list they are going for legacy of them. So I think movies that are significant in the history of action cinema might be higher. So probably a bad list. a bad guess was Fury Road on my part. Fury Road is on the list, but it's it's, it's lower. So okay. number three is the Wild Bunch. The Wild Bunch. Interesting. Uh, I West definitely. Film. I mean, that movie's Sam violent. Pickenpa. Yeah, that movie's yeah. violent. I would not call it an action movie at all. Yeah. Um, I, I rewatched that in the last few years, and uh, yeah, a lot of people get I shot. Feel like, yeah, I think I think they are kind of picking films based on like what is the widest scope of different types of action movies that we can put in the top five and movies that are significant, like, historically, I guess. Number four, we have Police Story. Number five is Bruce Lee's Enter the Dragon. Okay. Which 
uh, I get it. I've heard of it. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I've seen Certainly. it. It's a great film. It's it's a very good movie. Um, number six, you guess Fury Road, but number mm-hmm. six is Mad Max Two: The Road Warrior, which. <sighs> I mean... You know, like, I like The Road Warrior, but Fury Road just completely blows it out of the water. That, that again, kind of tells you what kind of list it is. Like like you said, yeah. they're kind of honoring the history and the important the history, movies. Because yeah. I, I dare anyone to watch Mad Max 2 and watch Fury Road and tell me Mad Max 2 is a better action movie. You're you're yeah. high. No, or you're crazy. from the 80s. One of the two. <laughs> um, number seven, we have Hard Boiled, which is a John Woo action film from Hong Kong. I think it was made in 1994 or something. I love this movie. It's great. Um, we should talk about it on the podcast. It's it's really good. I've been number meaning eight, to see it. Have... I haven't seen it, but I'm meaning to. Hard Boiled. Number yeah, eight, we it. have your first guess uh, of the top 10, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. Number eight, makes sense, in the top 10. Number nine, we have Raiders of the Lost Ark. Another one that you could have kind of guessed, but it, more of an adventure movie than yeah. a straight-up yeah. action I mean, movie. I realize right? action-slash-adventure is a, is a genre, yeah. but um, yeah. I think that definitely leans more adventure than action, for sure. Mm-hmm. And number 10, we have another one of your guesses, which is Die Hard, which okay. kind of makes sense. Okay. The other ones that you guessed, we have Ong Bak, number 15. Oh. Makes oh. sense. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, we have Where's the, Matrix. the Matrix. Yeah. Number 21. Mm. 21. Mm. Right below Predator, The Born Ultimatum, Once Upon a Time in China 2, Rambo, First Blood, and Wait. Robocop. Wait, um, Matrix is ahead of or behind those that you just listed? It's behind those, <laughs> which I find okay. crazy. Um, oh, all right. Okay, time what out. Are the, what are the other guesses you had? We have uh, The Raid, I said Dear Road, number 30. I said the Matrix. Yeah, okay, The Raid, number 30. Number I said eight, eight, Raid, Raid, number eight, 30. It Man. IP, it man, I don't know if it's on this. Mad Max is at 33. Yeah, Fury which... Road is 33, or the original Mad Max? Sure. Is 33. Uh, Fury Road. Sorry. Okay. Fury Road is at 33, is the only one. Well, I guess It Man is 45. Okay. Okay. And yeah. then as you go down the list, you get some movies that you might not have even heard of. Um, but yeah, interesting list. I think they're going for the historical context. Some other notables could be, you know, Kill Bill at 11. Mm. Uh, they kind of group together Kill Bill 1 and 2. Uh, the Terminator, the first one at 14, uh, ahead of The Matrix and Ongbark and all the other ones. Um, also, not really an action movie. That's a, not a really slasher. Movie, yeah. yeah, Kind of a slasher, yeah. yeah. Heat at 24. Mm. Another film like, yes, I get I, it. I love Heat. Like, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, it's, it's, I love Heat. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's um, There's maybe, what, like two action set pieces in that? Maybe yeah. three tops and... Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. One that I'm kind of surprised isn't higher is I feel like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is one of those mm. that is get, gets mentioned. It's at 35, 35, 36. I think it's 35 because you have to count for two Kill Bill movies, but it's, it's quite low on the list. I feel like I would have expected it to be higher. But anyway, interesting list. It just kind of gives you an idea, I think, in, among like critics and, and, and even stunt people who voted on this poll, uh, what what the kind of regard for police story is. I exactly. think they kind yeah. of put it exactly. in the group of these historically mm-hmm. important movies for action cinema. I mean, uh, yeah. Would you say uh, one, two, three were uh, aliens, seven samurai, wild bunch, and then police story. Like and putting police, police story. story with those three yeah. is really, really, really something. So yeah, uh, very well regarded movie. Clearly. Yeah, definitely. Um, anyway, police story ended up being a big 
successful franchise in Hong Kong. It had three direct sequels, Police Story 2, which is really good, Police Story 3, Supercop, which is great. This, it's uh, Supercop is the one with both Jackie Chan and Michelle Yeoh uh, together in the film. It's mm. great. I really recommend that one. Police Story 4, First Strike, also known as Jackie Chan's First Strike in the West, because basically the, I believe it was the Weinstein corporation that bought it or miramax whatever that bought it and butchered it like they Mm. cut down like 40 minutes like 30 minutes of the movie and it makes no sense in the Mm. cut it's available in the west and all the characters have different names so it doesn't it doesn't actually connect to the rest of them as it does in the original hong kong cut so i I read this morning that the international version of police story the first one that we were talking about uh, i think 13 minutes was cut out of the international version yeah that and so that makes me wonder what it's on HBO Max right now. That's how I watch it. I mm-hmm. wonder which version I watch. I think I think the version that is available now is the the right one for okay. at least for the first two movies. It, it, okay. They've been re released and, and remastered. So okay. I think you should have watched the the right one. What um, was the runtime on yours? Do you the runtime on mine is I think. Well, no, the Wikipedia the Wikipedia page says 100 minutes, and I hope that's the yeah. original cut, not the mine, compromised 30-minute yeah, less cut. No, and, mine uh, is 100 minutes. And HBO One Max also... Minutes. Yeah, HBO Max has that then. Okay, that's good to know. Great. So it's the right version, because I, I, I have the Blu-ray that was re-released like, last year or something, so it's... Yeah. Uh, I think this movie also has a Criterion. It does. Yes, it does. Police Story it. and Police Story 2 both both have a Criterion. Yeah, together. In yeah. 2019, I think. Although, yeah. Police Story 2, I did not uh, like as much as 1 and 3. I think the third one is, is really fun. Uh, mm. Really, really fun. Like also, Die Hard. They, 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 yeah, exactly. Also, they did like two reboots, kind of, the series, where we have new Police Story in 2004 and Police Story Lockdown in 2013. Uh, I've mm. seen new Police Story, and it's kind of a, like, there's no comedy in it. It's kind of very edgy 2004 action movie, which, mm. which I don't know. It, it was fine, but... Mm. It's it's not not yeah. not the same vibe. That. Yeah, and Police Story Lockdown apparently is just not very good, and I haven't seen that one yet. So, hmm. um, yeah. Anyway, before getting into our thoughts on Police Story itself, um, do you have any thoughts about Jackie Chan? I know I do. I've watched a lot of these movies, but what, what's your history with kind of Jackie Chan and what are other movies maybe you've seen? Sure. Well, I, I've I have a lot less history than you do, so I'll like give you the floor in a second, but. Um, I kind of was, I was in like elementary school, middle school when he like started to become a bigger star in the West. Mm. Um, I think Rush Hour was 1998 and I realized he like was known in in the West before that, but that was, I think like a really, I mean, that was a really, really big movie that spawned two sequels and it Mm -hmm. also spawned uh, Shanghai Noon, which is basically just Rush Hour with Owen Wilson instead of Chris Tucker. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, you know, Jackie Chan is like the straight man in a buddy comedy became like mm-hmm. the thing in the late 90s early 2000s and so i was again in like elementary school middle school and that was happening and so like it's one of those situations where because i was a kid and uh you know i just kind of my consciousness came online and i suddenly became aware of movies and became aware of actors and he was like already basically a star in the west at that time and what i didn't realize at the time was that he was very very recently a star in the West. I kind of mm-hmm. just assumed he'd been around for a long time. And like he had been, but not, not in the West at least. Not really in the West. No, no. So, so I was looking at his filmography and I was kind of surprised at like his, his fame in the West has been, you know, he, he made movies in the late nineties and then he hasn't really made much since like in the last like 10, 
10 years or so. So he really only had like a 15-year run of movies in the West. And it just mm-hmm. – I, I just assumed it was longer because I kind of like – again, my consciousness came online at the start of it. Um, but I, I have seen, I believe, the three Rush Hours. I like those movies. And I've seen Shanghai Noon and Shanghai Nights. I'm not sure I could tell you anything that happened in any of those five movies, but I just remember watching them when I was, like, in middle school and really, really enjoying them and really liked them. And there's maybe, like, a few lines of dialogue uh, in in one of them that I liked. I remember in Shanghai Noon, him and Owen Wilson are locked in, like, a jail cell, and he Jackie Chan breaks off the leg of a chair in the jail cell, takes his shirt off, pees on it, and then, like, uses the his wet shirt and the and the chair leg to like turn he basically bends the bars of the jail cell by using his pissed on shirt and i remember remember (laughs) owen wilson and uh he tells owen wilson wet shirt not break and then as he starts to bend the jail cell bars owen wilson says you said wet shirt not break not piss shirt bend bars which is just a Chef's kiss, a plus line from Owen Wilson, and a, I don't know, Great a cool movie. thing. That's like the one thing I remember from those five movies. So uh, I think I seem to remember from either. I think the first one, and I'm not sure the first one is Shanghai Noon or Shanghai Nights, Noon. I think is the new one. I, th- I think yeah. it's the first one. Yeah. Doesn't that movie have like the same ending as Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid of something like that, or a uh, scene that is basically the same as the ending? I think something similar because I think that, like well, Butch Cassidy ends with uh, spoiler. Uh, Butch and Cassidy, mm-hmm. um, or I'm sorry, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, kind of like. Uh, like running into a, uh, yeah, a just basically gunfire, running into a hell of gunfire, yeah. uh, knowing, knowing that, that they're, they're going to die. die. Yeah. And as I remember in the end of one of those movies, I don't remember which, Owen Wilson kind of does something similar where he like runs into mm-hmm. gunfire, assuming it'll kill him. And it doesn't. All the bullets miss him. But then he like holds up his arms and like the robe he's wearing is full riddled with bullet holes just outside of his body. So like, I don't know, they're doing like a riff on that, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like those movies. I just haven't thought about them in, in 20 years. But I also yeah. watched the Jackie Chan Adventures, which was an animated show that they right. built yeah, around yeah, Jackie yeah. Chan. And uh, that did not not did not did last for very long, but I was the right age when it came out, so I watched it and liked it. Um, so I have, a very, I, a, I have a very surface level experience of Jackie Chan, even, even on the, um, you know, even only looking at his movies in the West and presence in the west i have a surface level appreciation of his western presence and that basically no knowledge or appreciation of his uh presence in the rest of the world which i know is extremely significant and he's you know one mm-hmm. of the most one of the most significant figures in world cinema of the second half of the 20th century for sure and i think you can probably speak to that better than i can because you have seen a lot of his stuff both western and non so what do you got I've seen a lot of Jackie Chan movies, yeah. yeah. According to Letterboxd, which has a stat page that tells you basically what your most watched actors of all time are, he's my second most actor of all time. And number one is Samuel ah. Jackson, which is almost impossible to not have Samuel Jackson at number one unless you're really trying to like right. watch somebody's whole filmography because he's in everything. Um, yes. Yeah, I've seen 30 Jackie Chan movies, uh, according to Letterboxd. I mean, that includes... Includes like voice work in the Kung Fu Panda sure. movies. It includes smaller roles in in Enter the Dragon, for example, where he's like one of the guy that gets beaten up by Bruce Lee, uh, which is funny. Um, but yeah, I've seen a lot of these a lot of these movies, and and I enjoy them a lot. I, especially the stuff that he did in Hong Kong, which he mostly uh, either directed himself or was directed by Sammo Hung, which is a friend of his and and somebody who started out at the same time in the eighties. Uh, who might be known in the West as well. And, or like he was very much involved with 
how the action set pieces were designed and, and performed. Um, he's basically one of the great actor stuntmen's of all time, I think. Like, I think this kind of... I've, I've, I've said this before in the podcast, but there's kind of a, a Buster Keaton, Harold, Harold Lloyd... Absolutely. Jackie yeah. Chan, Tom Cruise line in mm-hmm. cinema that I really enjoy. There's something about seeing the big star actually doing the very dangerous thing that is happening. Very famously does his own so stunts, great. yes. Very, not yeah. only his own stunts, but like his own like fights too. Yeah. His own fights, his own stunts. Um, and the stunts are crazy. Like uh, most of these movies end on a really giant stunt and then the music plays and that's the end of the movie and we get a blooper reel of him getting really hurt uh, throughout the rest of the movie. Like a lot of these movies have that and there's something just so enjoyable or enjoyable about them. For the most really? part... They're very simple stories, um, but always effective enough to deliver this this the, the the kind of action that he does, which feels very unique because it's like it's a combination of kung fu stunt work, very creative even fight scenes where he's like using the environment where he'll use like there's a coat hanger scene, there's a coat hanger fight in in this one. There's in in First Strike, you go look look at this on YouTube. There's a crazy fight involving a ladder where he's just jumping through a ladder and inside and getting out and hitting people with it. And somehow he always manages to infuse some comedy in the fighting yep. as well. Mm-hmm. Like there's moments where he'll, you know, him and, and somebody else will have a big moment of fighting and then they'll both be really hurt, but acting tough and not want to show it. So they hide behind a, a pillar and they're both just doing, ah, oh God, and, and, and you know, well, in, uh, blowing in, on in, their hands and stuff. In this, he has to fight an unconscious person and like, yeah. Make it seem like the guy's not unconscious. He's like holding yeah. him up and basically like dancing with him, trying to look like they're fighting. That's good stuff. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Um, yeah. Some examples I think of my favorites from him are uh, Project A is, is you'll probably have seen the famous stunt where he falls down a clock and, and just he's hanging onto a clock like, like Harold Lloyd. Mm-hmm. But instead of hanging on, he falls off and he just jumps off a building and he just falls <laughs> to the ground through like some very very uh it's basically you know there's there's two nets that are catching him but they break yeah yeah. Yeah, they're supposed to break and then he falls so they break his fall a little bit but he gets really hurt doing that Mm -hmm. um also there's the movie wheels on meals directed by samo hung in which basically the last 25 minutes are him and these other two people just breaking into a castle and kung fu fighting people it's great Rumble in the Bronx is one that I think was shot in New York and it was the, kind of a first attempt at making him bigger in right. in you know in the west by doing a film in, in yeah there in were the a few US. attempts That's, to do that yeah yeah that one's really good um and and then of course Drunken Master 1 and 2 both great but Rush Hour Rush Hour 1 I think specifically is one where he broke out but it, it was really funny and it's funny that in in the west he's kind of the straight man uh, yeah. I think because his English just wasn't that great. So being the more comedic side of, of the sort of the duo that he's put in would have been a bit more difficult. But in his in his Hong Kong movies, he's mostly the goofball character. He's very much not the straight man most of the time. Um, he is very funny, though. Which is fun. He is very but, funny. But he, to, he is very funny. To your point, like, he's allowed to be funny, but, like, he's not Chris Tucker. He's not Owen Wilson. Exactly. Yeah. He is paired with those kind of guys to, you know... Mm-hmm. Um, to do more of the comedy heavy lifting, you know, because mm-hmm. he's the action guy, they're the comedy guy, you know, and like yeah. those guys do some action, he does some. Well, he'll comedy, do the physical but, you know, comedy stuff. They have their lanes, which works. Makes sense. Okay, so 
so yeah, I love Jackie Chan. I've seen a bunch of his movies, and this is my favorite, which is why I picked it. Um, also, kind and I'm of very well regarded as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so okay, let's get into the premise of the film. So Jackie Chan plays Detective Chan Kakui, who leads an operation to re- to arrest the big drug lord Chu Tao, played by Cho Yuan, and is then assigned to protect his secretary Selina Fong, played by, by Bridget Lin, who will be a key witness for the prosecution of the case. However, basically, things go wrong for him when Selina refuses to cooperate and a corrupt cop, Inspector Mann, first basically gives information to the drug lord and then is killed by the drug lord who frames Kakui for the murder. So he has Mm -hmm. to kind of redeem himself and and find proof that he didn't do it. Um, Basically, Kakui at that point is a fugitive and he has to find evidence to incriminate Chu Tao so he can redeem his name. And that leads to a big final showdown, more or less. Mm -hmm. And I've basically told you Kind of as much as you need to know about the plot of the movie. There's not that much to that. Also, like the 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 getting framed for murder part doesn't happen until like pretty late in the movie. But like if if you read a um not even a synopsis, Synopsis. but just just like not but like a like a like I read like a tease, like the little like three sentence thing on Google, and it mentions Mm -hmm. the getting framed for murder thing, and that's kind of like the third act. Like the whole yeah. third act is that. Not that's not really like the setup of the movie. That's like the the setup of the ending. But I don't know. That's what. That's how people are selling the movie. That's fine with me. I'm not a yeah. big spoiler guy. So, um, the film also stars Maggie Chung, who's very highly celebrated actor mm-hmm. actor in in Hong Kong cinema as May Kakui's girlfriend, and Bill Tung as Uncle Bill, who is kind of Kakui's superior. Um, right. Both characters who will be recurring in in the whole series. Um, yeah, so I, I have seen I've seen so few Hong Kong movies, basically none effectively, but I have seen In the Mood for Love, mm. which Maggie Chung is also in, and yes. so I knew she was in this. And it, at first, I thought she would she played uh, Selena Fong, and so when mm-hmm. I saw Selena Fong, I'm like, man, Maggie Chung looks really different looks from 1985 really different. <laughs> to 2001. <laughs> and then uh, May showed up on screen, I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's Maggie Chung. She, okay, yeah, she looks. Yeah, I believe that's the same person as the person from In the Mood for Love. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that makes more sense, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so let's go for general thoughts. Like, uh, it's your first time watching. I think I've mm-hmm. seen this movie at least twice, um, but I think I've seen it even more times, at least some parts of it. Um, what do you What did you think of the movie? I picked it, so I obviously I really enjoy this. But what did you think? Uh, it's pretty cool, man. It's really fun. Yeah, uh, great set pieces. Uh, very funny and, and just like a lot of fun. Like I said, um, I think you have later that there's not a not a ton to break apart story-wise and i agree but mm-hmm. like that's okay i'm okay with that yeah um yeah some some great set in, in some like great set pieces right at the gate too like it opens in like a basically like a 20 minute action set piece is the, is the start mm-hmm. of the movie and this movie's only an hour 40 long so it's like a, a good chunk of the movie is just this opening set piece and then the final set piece is um something i had seen before in like youtube compilations i mean we're mm-hmm. both fans of every frame painting and yeah uh tony Zhao had a video on jackie chan i believe he includes the uh climactic stunt from police story in that video mm-hmm. so i'd seen that and uh yeah once they once they got to the, they didn't get to the mall until there's about 13 minutes left but once they got to the mall i'm like hell yeah hell yeah show yeah, me this mall. let's go show, show me this pole <laughs> yeah hell yeah man yeah it's cool though it's it's really cool i really liked it I'm, I'm, I'm very glad you picked it it's yeah i love this it's kind of structured as i was saying before around the set pieces mm-hmm. but it, it kind of feels like there's three chunks of the movies like there's the beginning set piece first like 15 20 minutes then the middle bit which is like more i think more comedic there's more yeah, comedic a lot of bits in the a lot middle. of comedy set pieces comedy set pieces yeah. in, comedy in set the middle pieces, hour yeah. yeah and then 
when once he's framed for the murder, the movie becomes a little more serious and we get the yeah. big final showdown. Mm-hmm. I, it, mm-hmm. It's a very simple story, but I think it works very well at ma- servicing the action and the comedy and making that work and giving agree. you know the proper setup for all of that stuff. And and I really like that by the end, it does become more tense. There's that really good scene where he goes back to the police station and everybody knows he didn't kill uh, this other cop, but... At the same time, they kind of have to do their jobs and arrest him. But he, you know, he kidnaps the superintendent and gets away. I think that's a good, good, good moment in the movie. I'm not sure everybody knows he didn't kill the cop, though. Well, I mean, a few people there believe him, but I think they believe um, him because they've worked with him for so long. But sure. But like he is he is framed such that like uh, the cop was killed with Jackie Chan's gun. gun. Yeah. And And like he's been Jackie Chan's been missing for like 48 hours. something like that. It's like no one knew where he was. Um, the one part about that scene that I didn't like, or mm, not that I didn't like it, but like he kind of gives like an impassioned speech to his superior about how he sits behind a desk in the air conditioned room and like his guys are out there putting their lives in line and that kind of stuff so that he can't sit in the air conditioned room. And like, I felt like that kind of came out of nowhere. Like that seems like, that seems like the kind of speech you give after you've been pushed to your limits and after like you're kind of at the end of your rope and like mm-hmm. in regard to the frustration with your superior. I didn't really see a lot of like frustration with the superior behind the desk kind of guy up no, to that point. There's there's like a few moments where the One superintendent is kind yeah. of a stickler for the rules and yeah. kind of annoying. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's not, yeah. The, the thing that in that moment, it feels like the movie is kind of treating him as a secondary villain, which not really. A bit, yeah. Really, but, yeah. But, 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 I mean, th- but I think you have learned in the outline that um, when the superior kind of has a turn, like a scene yeah. later, that's a lot more mm-hmm. satisfying because of the conflict yeah. in the kidnapping scene, mm-hmm. or not kidnapping, but when he takes his superior away. So yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. you need that, I guess. Yeah, he has this scene. Yeah, right after where he's like, "Look, I'm, I'm, I believe you as well, but mm-hmm. as soon as they they come back for me, I'm gonna have to chase. After I'm gonna come them. after you. Yeah, 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 good stuff. Cool stuff. good stuff. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think plot wise, again, there's not that much to talk about the movie. It's not that complex plot or anything. Yeah. A very simple setup, but it I like a clean setup. I'm a sucker for a clean yeah. setup. So like this, this absolutely works for me. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. need over complications. Just give me also like give me stakes and characters, and I'm good to go. Yeah. Can we talk about the 100-minute action movie? That's mm. just oh, so good. Where where the setup is clear and mm-hmm. it works, and there's tension, and this one has comedy as well, and it just doesn't overstay its welcome, and it and ends, it's and it's basically very half half set pieces, pretty much, if not more. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get into that. the action specifically, I think, uh, in a bit. But let's talk about the comedy first. You, you mentioned yeah. the comedy as well. Like the movie is an action comedy, and especially in the middle chunk of the movie, there's this. A lot of kind of, you call them comedic set pieces, which I think works pretty well. Um, I love the comedy in this. Like, I think there's something about Jackie Chan that is so likable, even when he's being, he's kind of making an ass out of himself sometimes, mm-hmm. but he's still kind of enjoyable and likable because he's kind of a goofball in this movie. And it, And then the bits that he does, he kind of incorporates... Um, ideas that you would use for action but does it just for comedy that. There's, yeah. yeah there's that Phys- scene there's where physical he's like, comedy yeah physical comedy for sure like, there's that scene where he's like trying to flip this pencil off a desk and catch it and if you see in the blooper reel at the end he tried that dozens of times and then yeah. until you got that perfectly he was going to do it because he because he knew that would be a funny thing to do yes and the whole movie feels like that um well what do you the- think about the comedy yeah, yeah. I mean, I have, I have the movie on on mute as I often do as we record, and uh, it's the phone scene right now that you just alluded to with the pencil thing. And he's he's at the police station. He has to answer like 
literally five phones of people calling the police station for various reasons. One's his girlfriend. One's a person who lost a cow. One's a person who got, you know, a woman who got beat by her husband. So like very, three very different phone conversations. And, and he, you know, mixed them up. He has got putting different people on hold and he's holding like five phones at once. He's getting pencils, write something down. It's really, really good physical comedy. And to your point, it it's using it, few people besides Jackie Chan could do this kind of comedy mm-hmm. uh, set piece because there's so much physicality and coordination involved. Um, so it's, 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 it's very funny, but also very unique and, and fits it in the movie, I think. Um, but honestly, the, the comedy beat that got me was the, uh, the tape recording in the courtroom. Um, <laughs> cause he, he records, uh, again, the bulk of the second act is him like protecting a witness, uh, mm-hmm. Selena Fong to testify against this drug Lord. And he gets like information from her on a, on a, on a tape recorder. And brings that into court the next day and finds that she has recorded over it. And what she recorded over it, I'm not going to spoil, but it's really, really funny. And something I probably should have seen coming, but I did not see coming mm-hmm. at all. Because like, it comes bit, out of nowhere before, it, right? Right. Well, well, the bit that she like uses to record, there, there's like a, a comedy of errors of sorts that takes place at his apartment that she records that becomes mm-hmm. the, the court thing. And like as that comedy of errors was happening, I was like... This is kind of weird. I guess this is yeah. kind of funny, but like I don't really know what's going on here. And then the payoff of that was so funny <laughs> and so, so satisfying. Um, like really, really funny. And that's that's not physical comedy. That's just like a really good mis- classic misunderstanding. And, um, and in that scene, him trying to explain yeah. all the different parts, <laughs> yeah. and he's just going crazy <laughs> in the courtroom. And of it's course, so uh, May, his girlfriend, is listening. In. May May has a couple of tough beats in this. His girlfriend, yeah. uh, she walks in at the wrong time, so to speak, like five <laughs> or six different times. Basically, I also love. Uh, last thing about the comedy is how many times does he do a? I'm pretending to have a phone conversation so that the people in the room think I'm, you know, at least three or four times he like talks to no one on the phone so that the person in the room with him thinks he's like actually having a phone conversation that he's not actually having, uh, and it bites him in the ass a few times, but. It's funny. It's good stuff. It's like, and there's also really good like phys- like action stuff that becomes comedic. Like there's that scene where there's this person who's he's very like Jackie Chan is very late for for court for the courtroom mm, proceedings, yeah. and he's like mm-hmm. he sees a parking spot very far away, and then there's this guy who's very slowly backing into this parking spot. So he does this crazy uh, drift with his car to park exactly in that spot, and and that's that's another comedic bit. How do they do that? I don't know how they shot that. Yeah, because like they must have tried that seventeen times. But are they wrecking cars? Like I think so. I, I, I think I, so. I don't know how they did. It's extremely impressive, and also like you just said, very yeah. funny. Yeah, that's that's a good beat. It's for very sure. very good. Um, I also like the uh, we've talked about we've mentioned the fake assassin sequence where he's just, the assassin is passed out mm-hmm. and he has to pretend yeah. that he's fighting this guy. <laughs> so that's very good as well. But um, also like when there's little bits like at the beginning where he's been so cool in this big set piece at the beginning that they want to use him as PR for, for police recruitment. And yeah. you have all these bits of just a photo shoot of Jackie Chan standing on a police, on a police uh, car Motorcycle, or whatever. Yeah, looking yeah. Like it's, yeah. Uh, like, just open your eyes wide, like open so your mouth wider, wider. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, and then she's like, Oh no, no, go back. Yeah, go, yeah. Back, okay. go back. Just go be back. natural. Too, too much. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Um, also, the car with the broken handbrake. There's a mm-hmm. scene where he's speaking to May, and he he has to go have a conversation on on like a payphone, and <laughs> he's just like, just hold the car. The handbrake is broken, <laughs> and you see, and she leaves it and and goes away because she's mad at him again. There's all they're always like kind of uh, 
picking on each other and and she leaves the car and you see the car slowly coming against the phone yeah, again almost that's kind her. of that's kind of a big stunt as well because yeah. like he moves out of the way with maggie chung right there and yep. just moving her away of this car that's going to crash into the phone booth and it's a huge stunt but played for comedy and it works so well and it does. so yeah but the big draw of the movie of course is the action itself yes um, We've mentioned basically this big cold open that the movie has. It's like, it is like 15, 20 minutes, I guess. And yeah, basically at the beginning, what happens is they're setting up a big drug bust in, in this shanty town. And mm-hmm. we get this big escalating action sequence where at the beginning, it's just kind of a tense thing where they're just waiting for something well, to happen. They're doing surveillance at first yeah. and then they get made pretty much immediately. And then, like yeah. a, a gunfire firefight ensues. Like, in, because it's a shanty town, there's just like these, you know, sheet metal small <laughs> buildings built in like the hillside, and so it creates like alleys. So, like they're shooting yeah. around like these alleys and hiding behind the different shacks and stuff. And it's also hard to tell as a viewer, like who, because they're all undercover. It's hard to tell like yeah. who is a crook and who is a cop and who's yeah. shooting at who. And um, but it's cool. It's really cool. And they're all, like, extremely sweaty and stressed mm-hmm. out by the situation. And, and, and one of the cops is, like, so super shaky. He literally wets himself at one point because uh, yeah. he is not <laughs> built for this. And Jackie Chan yeah. has to, like, be like, pull yourself together. No. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. And then that evolves into the cars, like, because they blocked off the roads. So the, the basically the drug lord and, and other people have to get away by driving two cars through the shanty through town. The shanty and Jackie town, Chan... Yeah has to get into another car and drive behind them. And that mm-hmm. escalates in him chasing after a buff bus they get on and trying to hang on to the bus with an umbrella. And when he's hanging on to the bus with an umbrella, he just there's cars coming at him and he just moves his legs away. And there's no, you know, obviously there's no CGI, no nothing. He's just mm-hmm. doing this. When and I think so when the drug lord is getting away on a double decker bus and Jackie yeah. Chan like just like grabs a, an umbrella from a passerby and then starts running after the bus, umbrella in hand, I was like Hell yeah. I know exactly this where this is, is going, and I am so excited. And then it gave me exactly what I wanted, which is Jackie Chan running to catch up to the double liquor bus and then using a, the it's... hooks in the umbrella to pull himself up onto the moving bus. And it the was thing so is, good. At every turn, it's the most dangerous thing, most dangerous way to do this because he doesn't even mm. grab onto the bus and then use the umbrella to climb up. He just. His feet leaps drag for a long time. And his yeah. feet drag, and he has to like yeah. pull himself up. And. I think there was a behind-the-scenes video in that Jackie Chan My Stunts documentary where they show this special umbrella rig that they built because mm-hmm. they initially thought, oh, I could try doing this with a regular umbrella and the umbrella just completely fell apart and he just fell to the ground. Yeah. Uh, so they had to figure out a way to do it. And then, like, even the fact that they push him off the bus, off a moving bus, and he just rolls off and gets up and starts running down this hill mm-hmm. right away. Even the hills seems pretty dangerous. And then it ends with this bus having to basically get really close to him as it stops and you see the two stunt guys fall out of the bus because the bus misses has to stop so suddenly that they that they yeah Yeah. are thrown out the front window yeah that's another thing from behind the scenes the car behind was kind of a special rig that was supposed to break the fall of these two guys but the bus Mm. just didn't they didn't get close enough uh, yeah didn't get close enough or the glass didn't break fast like enough to so it stopped them from going forward and they just fall to the ground fall into pavement and yeah apparently, like a, yeah a good apparently they were fall, really probably. hurt i bet but they yeah. have to you know they have they only have one chance to do this shot so you see yeah. him like kind of stop for a second and if you know you know like he kind of st- he was supposed to like run into the bus right away 
in mm-hmm. the movie, he kind of stops for a he second pauses, and then yeah. does the scene because, like, he he was worried for these people who just got really hurt. Yeah, um, and that's the kind of thing. That's the thing with these movies. Like, they they don't have big budgets. They don't have you know. They they just kind of have to do these things, or they would right. never be able to to get these scenes. And it's pretty crazy. But I love this whole cold open. I think it's it's so good. I like the way it escalates. And yeah, we we kind of we kind of uh, glossed over it, but the the cars driving through the shanty town. Was wild, oh, yeah. and I'm like, That's I was, crazy. I was watching, I was watching this, I'm like, man, this looks really expensive, and like, yeah, relatively speaking, it wasn't, but like, it looks great, it not, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks incredible, and it's like, you're looking at this, and you're like, oh, okay, well, I mean, obviously, they just used, I don't know, a car without a drive, and then the car crashes into the wall at the end, then Jackie Chan mm-hmm. just climbs out yep. very clearly, no cuts. It, it's it's great. in Hong Kong, do they drive on the right side of the road or the left side of the road? They do, yes. Like, Okay, yeah, because they have like the, the British style. The, they have the, the British driver's side, yeah. sides and the right side, and I was like, ah, yeah, because Hong Kong, basically until two thousand something, was recently, yeah, still yeah. British mm-hmm. uh, territory. It's complicated, but without yes. getting into the politics of Hong Kong, but yeah, they do drive <laughs> on the, right the empire. Side, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not. <laughs> yeah. Um, another. What are some other great scenes that we can point out? There's a uh, at some point. There's an ambush where. Selena and Jackie are in the car and there's a fake baby that is pushed in a stroller that is pushed on the road. And and another car arrives and crashes into Jackie's car and they just have this big fight between the two cars where he's just like getting into the car. Eight guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they all just... I I really like all the hand-to-hand combat scenes. It's uh, so and that's, good, yeah. that's that's one of the better. Well, that and the final set piece in the mall are the mm-hmm. two big, uh, you know, Standouts, fist yeah. fighting scenes. And that was great. Yeah, they're so fast, and you can tell they really they're really good at hitting without hurting each other too much. Like because mm-hmm. you you can see them connect. Like the thing is about these movies again is like they really do this. There's no cutting around. You know, the actors not really being able to do this or pull this off and. It's very much just a wide shot of Jackie Chan beating up people. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Um, also, yeah, getting like, beat I really up enjoy... And getting beat up. That's another thing about Jackie. You mentioned that every frame painting video, which is how to do physical comedy. And, right. and yeah. talking about Jackie Chan in Hong Kong. The thing about a lot of these movies is he doesn't want to appear invincible. He really gets hurt mm-hmm. in the yeah. movies. And so you feel for him because he's not... He's resist resilient, but like... He gets really beat up bad, and that's that's like a big counterpoint to like the other '80s action stars, like mm-hmm. Schwarzenegger and Stallone were invincible, and they were yeah. big, bulky, just impossibly Herculean guys, and like you know you don't really see those guys get hurt, you know. But yeah. Jackie Chan, like he hurts himself a lot, a lot for yeah. <laughs> for our entertainment, and like when he breaks into the house. And he's just very casually parkouring up this house and climbing yeah. over the windows. It's uh, it's so good. Um, he's and and another thing that I saw there's there's this channel that there's a YouTube channel basically that it's it's stunt people looking at stunts in movies mm-hmm. and trying judging them and talking about them and they kind of talk about him as one of the people who made parkour sort of popular in the eighties and nineties yeah yeah because in a lot of these movies he does some crazy parkour stuff and the funny thing about him is like he would do as many takes as possible to make it look as easy as possible. He's always like jumping, climbing up a wall, and making it look like it's a very normal thing to do. Yeah. Um, well, that, if you that think about scene, what he's actually doing, it's pretty crazy. That mall scene at the end, you can see like parkour elements. Oh for god, sure. the way they're like jumping up and down like escalators and that kind of thing. Like that's pretty parkoury, you know. 
based on my understanding like, of what parkour is. <laughs> when he jumps off the railing into the moving escalator, mm-hmm. apparently that was the stunt that scared him the most, other than the big final thing. Hmm. Because the moving escalator is... it Apparently, it was very easy to, like... Break just not ankle. land yeah. properly and yeah. break your ankles and that yeah. would be you know stop the movie stop the movie production for a while yeah. um so many small crazy so many small crazy stunts in the mall uh showdown at the end where it's like it looks smaller but it's like somebody crashing into a glass display or so much falling, breaking glass so much breaking glass falling, in that mall scene in between the railings of of the escalators and just that sliding cool. all the way yeah, down. That, that must yeah. have hurt. That I'm must have guess. hurt. Yeah. 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 And even like the motorcycle, where at one point somebody drives a motorcycle and he just there's a there's a little step and he just hides behind the step and the mm-hmm. motorcycle just drives yeah. over him. Like, yeah. God, yeah. it that seems it, it, it they happen so quick, but mm-hmm. it, they're pretty insane. Well, they just rapid fire obviously... come at you. They, they happen quick because yeah. the next one's coming, you know, immediately. That's, that mall scene is like, I think, 10 or 13 minutes of just yeah. bang, 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 bang. And again, so much broken glass. Absurd oh, yeah. broken glass. So, yeah. They just throw each other on glass constantly. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we get the big final the stunt. Pole. where yes. Which is another one where I saw some behind-the-scenes stuff where he... Basically, you can see him like just scream when he does it. Mm. He just says, ah, because he was just because apparently he had a, like an earpiece and somebody just said action rolling and the the cameras start rolling. And apparently because they had so many different angles of this because he would he could only do it one time. And you can tell in the mo- like in the movie itself, they show different angles. Yeah. Of the what, same what do you think jump. about that? They show his jump, I think, three or four separate times like yeah, in a row. That is, like, that is very that? typical. That's very typical of Hong Kong action movies where the when there's like the big final stunt, they will obviously kind of break the immersion of watching a movie and they will show different angles of it because it's like, look, we're really doing this. Yeah. Look at these different angles. And I, I, thought I think cool. that works. I thought it was cool. Yeah, seeing this, this that is very cool. different angles, like three separate angles back to back. And he just cool. falls down and the scene is he falls down and the camera follows him and without a cut, he has to get up and run to 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 fight these goons obviously after that he probably just fell to the floor and 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 was in pain for a while but still he had to complete the shot it crazy, I, I read crazy stuff. i read he i read he got like burned by the yeah. the lights in the pole i think he got like secondary burns something like that so i'm yeah. sure he's in a lot of pain but uh crazy worth stuff. it i guess i mean i, I can't say it's worth it because i don't know how, how much it hurt him but, i mean like, it looks really cool <laughs> it must be for him because he's he he keeps doing it Almost That's to true. this day, like his very his contemporary movies are not as well regarded, um, but apparently he still continues to do stunts that he does himself and risks his life constantly. So, you know, must be fun for him, I guess. Um, well, thank you, Jackie Chan, for your sacrifice. We all yeah. appreciate you and love you. Yes. Anyway, so I guess this could be a good time to play. Grizz's thoughts on the film ah, and yes. his ranking, and we'll be right back with our final thoughts and the ranking of the movie. So take it away, Grizz. Hey, gang. Sorry I wasn't able to join for the actual recording of the podcast. I did have a busy weekend, and so I wasn't available, and I am sorry about that. But I did still watch Police Story, and I wanted to share some of my thoughts with you about the movie and about its star, Jackie Chan. Uh, in our show notes, Hugo uh, asked what we think of Jackie Chan in general. 
Uh, and I, I think he's a lot of fun. Every movie of his that I've seen has always been a good time. Even The Foreigner, in which is a much more serious movie, uh, was still like really fun. Uh, Jackie Chan is funny. I love his buddy cop movies, whether they're Rush Hour or the Shanghai Noon, uh, Shanghai Nights uh, movies. Those are great. Um, I know they're not like incredible films, but like they're great comedies, and the action in them is always stellar. Uh, and you can tell just from watching Jackie perform how much he enjoys it, and I think that comes across really well. Uh, also, he's just really impressive doing all his own stunts forever and not, like, taking the easy way out on those stunts. He's doing seriously dangerous things, uh, much like Tom Cruise does some seriously dangerous stunt work, uh, and it always comes out brilliant. And so it's a dedication to the craft that I really appreciate. As far as uh, the movie Police Story goes, uh, this was my first time seeing it, but I had seen scenes from it before. Uh, if you ever watch the Corridor Crew uh, YouTube channel, they have you know their Stuntmen React series, and the the scene with all the cars going through the the village down the hill uh, was in one of their episodes, and they were really breaking down how ludicrous <laughs> that scene is because it's not a scene that you can do a whole lot of takes on. You might be able to do a few, but you know each time you're doing it, you're literally leveling a a pop up city, and then you have to pop it back up again if you're going to take another take of it. You know, so uh, that scene alone stands out in my memory just because it is such an impressive feat of stunt work. Um, but the story itself is a little paint by numbers. It's you know a very generic police story. You have the you know sort of rebel cop who is good at his job but doesn't really do things by the book uh and he you know gets some notoriety so the 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 brass can't really they they kind of have to promote him uh but he doesn't get along well they butt heads you know here and there but in this case it's played for laughs a lot and that works really well um they do have a lot of the other hallmarks of quote unquote police stories like uh crooked cops uh, and you know, protecting the witness. I mean that. I mean that's in countless crime television shows and movies. And you know, it's a really a, like a it's a great setup for a, a, a movie, uh, even if it is a bit cliche. The uh, comedy is good for the most part. I think it's it's really funny. There are some things that are a little dated, like the dynamic between men and women. Uh, but even that is like, it's kind of lighthearted and, uh, I think you're supposed to kind of feel that it's, uh, silly and, and weird in the first place. So even that I think actually does age remarkably well, uh, from my perspective. Um, there are some of the best comedies is the, like, uh, the scene with him and the witness in his hotel room or not his hotel room, his apartment, uh, and his actual girlfriend, you know, keeps, you know, surprising him and he keeps making an absolute jerk of himself. And I think that scene works really well. It's kind of slapstick. It's, you know, a little, little bit Charlie Chaplin esque for me. And I, I really dig that. Uh, but 
the best parts for me are all the actual like real fights because uh, you do get that impressive the impressive martial arts and the creative uh, use of items around him in every fight you know it seems like he's always coming up with the most clever way to engage with the environment and I know from having watched some videos about the Hong Kong action scene they like really plan out this stuff like to a T it's really incredible and they, they have talks about okay what can we possibly do that is outrageous do we think we can do it and then they go for it and I really really love that stuff uh, and we also get the blooper reel in this movie that you know we also see in movies like Rush Hour uh, there is something just really funny about when a stunt goes slightly wrong and you get to enjoy uh, an actor's pain, like thankfully not usually like severe pain, but uh, those bloopers are always really funny when like the, something that's supposed to break away doesn't break away, or uh, they break something they're not supposed to break. I, I always think that's pretty amusing. Uh, but yeah, overall it's it's a a cliche story, but it's executed really really well, uh, and does do enough unique stuff and enough clever stuff that I find this to be a very enjoyable action film. Uh, it's not a landmark story by any means, but it is fun all the way through, and uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It, you know, That's what you want from this kind of movie, and uh, I'm really happy Hugo suggested this. It had been on my radar for a while, uh, and I finally, you know, had a good reason to watch it, and I'm really glad that I did. Uh, so I, I think Hugo already told you guys my uh, my where my ranking would have put it. Uh, uh, if he didn't, I'll just say that my personal scoring, I gave it four out of five stars. I think it's a lot of fun, uh, and uh, thank you, Hugo, for picking such a great movie for us to uh, just kind of have a, a kind of a chill episode. We don't have to think too deeply on this one. Uh, but it was still really, really fun and engaging. And we're back. So, okay, so Gris puts the movie at number 35, I believe he said. Um, uh, that sounds right. Yeah, it was 35. Um, okay. So, Josh, final thoughts, ranking? Uh, I liked this a lot. I, I really appreciate you for suggesting it just because, as I kind of said earlier, like, uh, Hong Kong cinema is not it's a big big blind spot for me as is a lot of international cinema to be honest and uh, you know Jackie Chan is just someone that I I only know because of his work in the West I, I you know am aware that he's a, again an enormous enormous figure uh, in world cinema in, in addition to being in, in the West so uh, I'm glad I got to see one of his uh, Hallmark movies one of his uh, yeah you know it's on his Mount Rushmore probably police story mm-hmm. and it's um, it was really fun and I had a great time and it's good. I put this at number 36, just behind uh, John Wick, actually, which I know is a movie that's heavily influenced by uh, the Hong Kong action style. But um, uh, yeah, so just behind John Wick at 36 for me. So uh, near where Grizz put it. And uh, well, I love this movie. I, I just really, really love Jackie Chan, and this is my favorite by him. So I think it kind of gets a bump for that as well in, mm-hmm. in my mind because it makes it's my yeah. favorite by somebody I really enjoy. And interestingly, I also have it right below John Wick, but John Wick <laughs> is at number nine on my list, yes. so it ends up at number ten. Um, He's your big Keanu so, head, yeah, big Keanu guy, yeah, 
Keanu and Jackie. They're, they're both in my top five in uh, most yeah. viewed actors on Letterboxd, which is fun. Um, so that ends up being number 36 for me, number 10 for Hugo, number 35 for Grizz, which puts it, uh, based on our super secret proprietary formula, puts it at 31 <laughs> on 31 the number list. list. And I also so, want to uh, give a follow-up to last episode where I tried to do some math on the fly with the spreadsheet in Wayne's World. I don't even remember where I reported we had it ultimately, but the real, the real <laughs> answer said is 33. Around 35. <laughs> Okay, well, it's 33, and that includes Police Story. So mm-hmm. we had it at 32, but now it's 33. Uh, Wayne's World. Okay. That's my correction. So we have 29, My Cousin Vinny, 30, 127 Hours, 31, Police Story, 32, Unsundy, and 33, Wayne's World. And right below Just that, of, another round. Another round, yes. So that's our episode for this week. Uh, mm-hmm. What are we doing next week? We're not recording uh, next week, are we? I don't think we're recording next we? week. I'm, no. I'm out of the country next week. Um, okay. Whose turn is it to pick, even? It's Grizz. My cousin Vinny was Grizz. So, yeah, I guess it's, it's Grizz's turn. Okay. Next week. Then so we'll, we'll just do whatever. Ask whenever Grizz. the time comes. So, yeah. stay tuned. Stay tuned, and we can report via the Twitter account, which is at RTF underscore pod on Twitter. And you can yes. learn there what our next phone member is. Hugo, where can people find you online? You can find me at Hugo underscore Pinai on Twitter, Hugo Pinai on Letterboxd. And what about you, Josh? You can find me on Twitter at the Sloop Josh B on YouTube, Moves of Love, and so can you. And I'm still on TikTok at Josh W. Bradley. And I guess it's going to continue to be a thing. So, and Twitter now, and cut to Josh is going to edit right here a blooper reel of all, of all the <laughs> times we messed up with the podcast with the police story music. Dun, 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 <laughs> Great music, by the way. Da, 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 we, we didn't talk about it, but there's so really good. cool music in this. Yeah. I, I the music, very 80s. It's Jackie Chan. Really? The police story music, it's Jackie Chan singing. Because he's oh, apparently cool. also yeah. big sing, uh, like yeah. a big pop okay. star. In I did China. see that. The, the end credits, he does sing the song of the end credits. But even like before that, yeah. like the, the synthesizer and like, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, good yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very 80s good stuff. Yeah. Should have mentioned that anyway. earlier, but if you've made it this far, the music is cool in <laughs> police story. So thanks for listening this far. <laughs> Bye. Bye. What happened? Ah, merda. <laughs> <laughs>